Hello, everyone, and welcome to Loops. I'm Kevin Forsyth, and on this podcast, we discuss God's Word, His church, and everyday life, always asking the question, how does this loop back into our life and God's kingdom? Today's episode's a special one. It's the first episode of the Loops podcast. We sit down with Pastor Kevin Bradford, who is the pastor of Greater Bakersfield's First Pentecostal Church and a true man of God. We talk about the vision for the Loops podcast and answer the questions, what is the kingdom of God and how we should stay connected into his kingdom? Welcome to Loops. Pastor, thank you so much for being on the first episode of the Loops podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. This no, I, I want to thank you, first of all, for your support on this, because it was just, a, just an idea just a couple of months ago, and now it's, now it's reality. Yeah, well, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of benefits that can come through it, given what we're wanting to do with it and the approach of it. So uh, it's worth the investment. I, we have a lot of great ideas for different guests and where we're going to go with it. Um, but I wanted to kind of jump into like why we started it and the name, the name loop specifically. Um, so I, again, I wanted to encourage discussion around topics around the kingdom of God. Right. Um, and I've done stuff like this in the past. So I was, I have kind of a passion to create content like this. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're able to do it. Um, but the name we we brought some names to you <laughs> a while ago, right? Um, and you came back with the name Loops. I wanted right. to hear it from your point of view on why um, why the name Loops. Well, I, I've always had a uh, appreciation for uh, artistic creativity, even in just titles, names of things, and so not not that what you brought wasn't good, uh, and you brought several. Just trying to figure out, okay, how can you create something that is creative, that communicates the same thing, and yet it, it may cause some interest on the part of people when they hear it. They, they're not really sure, okay, what what is that about? Um, and and it's not just so up in front. It's got some. It's it's got a hook to it. And so I think uh, one of the titles that you had. Uh, given me was something about the kingdom of God or something like that. I think so, yeah. And I've been doing some reading in uh, spiritual leadership and came across uh, a, a book that was that was really, really good talking about uh, organic chemistry, organic uh, nature, things like that. And and the thing that struck me in that in that conversation was bio uh, feedback loops. So the feedback loops. And so I was talking about spiritual leadership and how there, there are feedback loops in who you are, what you say, what you do, ministry, and how that connects to everything else. It's all interconnected. And so they were using organic context to explain that. So you got water, you got trees, you got a root system, you got soil, you got all this stuff. It all interconnects. And so the biofeedback loops jumped out at me because the same thing happens when we're talking about the kingdom of God. Yeah. No, and it was very interesting. And I actually told my coworker today about the podcast and the name. 
and she actually answered what you said. She goes, oh, that makes sense. I didn't yeah. even tell her what it was okay. yet. And it was a good yeah. hook. Yeah. Um, what, what's your vision for the podcast? Okay, so if, if, if we're going to talk about feedback loops and we're going to talk about the kingdom of God and what that means, then how can we tailor a podcast that, you know, there are other podcasts that have particular directions um, and focus. So if we're going to do a podcast, what, what do we want to accomplish with it? And so my thinking was, why don't we use the biofeedback loops in a spiritual sense of how everything loops back into the kingdom of God? That could, that could be theology. Some podcasts mm-hmm. are only theology. That could be testimonies. Some, some may only talk about people's life experiences. That could be, I mean, there's a variety of things because it's all encompassing. The kingdom of God is all encompassing in life. And so if you do that, basically what you're talking about is the life of the church, the kingdom of God, people that are operating in the kingdom of God. There's a lot of offshoots of that. So that's encouraging to people that are listening. Uh, that's elevating in a variety of ways and circumstances. Mm-hmm. So you're getting different vantage points, but yet it's all interconnected. So yeah. that that was kind of the idea behind uh, calling something loops and using that kind of as a, a an anchor. Yeah, and I'm glad that you actually came back with that because I didn't want to focus on one specific topic. There's so many things that we can tap into. Right. So many different minds that we can tap into and hear their stories, hear testimonies, um, talk to evangelists as they come through missionaries, pastors, and kind of hear their stories um, and hopefully help somebody in, in the end with that. Yeah. And you know, the, the outflow of, of this comes from some of the things that we started to do uh, when there have been evangelists. We've done it with a variety of different people, preachers, guests, speakers, and that is you know, sometimes you have a blowout service. You never know when the, the anointing of God's going to break out and there's going to be a move of God yeah. and you flow with that, right? We don't have any scheduled criteria that you have to do this, this, and this. Sometimes you just, you mix it all up because God's doing what he's yeah. doing and you flow with it. So, uh, and when that happens and you have a, a move like that and it's, a, it's, it's an elongated move, you can go ahead and preach or... You know, God's already done what he needs to do. <laughs> Why do we need to prolong something? Yeah. But sometimes people are like, well, we didn't have any preaching. or And so what I started doing is if there was an evangelist or there was a speaker, I'd bring them up and, and do an impromptu interview. And, and, you know, I didn't realize the impact that was going to have. But what it allows you to do is ask some of those people questions that people mm-hmm. in the audience have never heard. They don't know the background. They don't know where people are coming from. How did you get in ministry? What is successful? What works? Yeah. What doesn't yeah. work? And and so people uh, really, really kind of glommed onto that and, and really liked that. And so we started doing that. This, Loops, is basically the same thing. It's not in the middle of a service, yeah. but it is a concerted effort to approach some of those things. Yeah. And that's what I, like, I remember you did that with Brother Phillips. Yeah. Um, and I, when I saw that, it really, I don't know if I had brought the idea up to you yet at that point, um, but. That's kind of close. 
in proximity. Yeah. I've I've done it with Brother Bass. I've done it with Brother Winkler. Um, I've done it with uh, Brother Phillips. There's been multiple yeah. people, and I I like that that thought process on it because sometimes services can move so quick or revival services, and you won't have time to really sit down and know who's. Who's preaching to you? Well, I, I get that experience, right? Because yeah. I'm going sitting down yeah. with lunch, <laughs> after church meals, yeah. at the house. But but the person sitting on the pew has has no access to that. So that's where it's, it's you know, a lot of people would come and say, man, that, that was really, really neat. There were some things that came out in that uh, that, that helped my perspective of what an evangelist does. Uh, what somebody like, say, your brother Bass, who is retired, but yet now he's involved in missions work and he still evangelizes that life experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't put a monetary value on that. So um, this is kind of a, a, an outflow of that and a continuation of that, not only for, say, an evangelist, uh, a special speaker, but there are some people in our church that have some incredible life stories. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how are other people even going to know about where they came from, their life experience, what God brought them from? You don't get that opportunity. Uh, So the vision is to kind of present all of those angles on a much broader perspective that benefits the health of the church and people in the church to see things in a broader spectrum. Not just me coming to church and listening to pastor, but the person sitting on the pew. God's doing great things yeah. in their life, and they have something to contribute and add. So I think in our discussion, you, you've made a schedule where it includes a lot of those different vantage yes. points. Yeah, and we're, we're bringing people—I haven't reached out to them yet, but we're going to bring people from the church to hear their testimonies because yeah. there's a lot of people that have testimonies that we haven't heard, and it's right. important for us to know and listen to other people's testimonies. Yeah. Um, to strengthen us. Sure. Maybe we're going through something. So that is, that's a goal for us. And that's what we want to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so we're, we have a lot of ideas down the road um, and we're super excited to, to bring it to everybody. Very cool. Yeah. Um, when talking about the kingdom of God, th- the whole point of the podcast is to see how it loops back into the kingdom of God. Right. How do we describe, I know it's a big question, but how do we describe the kingdom of God? Yeah, well, there's actually a lot of theology that's connected to that. And you got a lot of... Um, theologians over time that have kind of delved into what the kingdom of God is. Um, and and I'll, I'll touch on just a few of those, but I'll, I'll give you this illustration that I, that I think is, that connects. So I was taking a class. I was real excited about it. It was going to be on the kingdom of God. That was one of the primary focuses. And so I was really excited about it. So I went and picked up my my syllabus and the syllabus was this this thick syllabus. I don't know that I've had a syllabus that was bigger than that. And it was like the class notes. So it was on the kingdom of God. So I, I opened I'm starting flipping through this before the first class looking at uh, at this course that's going to be on the kingdom of God. And what I recognize is it's basically a summary from Genesis to Revelation. That <laughs> <laughs> so, encompasses the entire yeah, that, the kingdom of God, it, yeah. it's, it's talking about the kingdom of God in its different vantage points yeah. from Genesis to Revelation. And so the kingdom of God is is all of that. More particularly, you've had some theologians that will look at it in different vantage points. 
So um, one particular theologian felt like the kingdom of God is this inward thing where God penetrates into the spirit of humanity and fills him to the point of this personal kind of relationship thing, and that's what the kingdom of God is. Um, Albert Schweitzer, he thought Jesus, uh, he thought Jesus um, was thinking that that his ministry was going to come to fruition and a conclusion, and it didn't. And so the kingdom was never really ushered in. So for him, he pushed it kind of into the future, the end of all things. Jesus thought it was coming, but then he died, and so it it, it didn't, which was fascinating. Schweitzer was interesting. Um, some people think the kingdom of God is like an ideal, like things that you're striving toward. And the scripture even kind of hints at this when it says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not yeah. physical things, but it is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. So some people view it kind of as an ideal. Really, what the kingdom of God, though, is when you look at the scripture and you look from Genesis to Revelation, it is the the word that is used, the Greek word is basileia, the kingdom. The kingdom is the realm of a king who has the authority and is sovereign to operate that. He has the ability and the, the, the authority, and he's sovereign to do that. And so it has constituents in it and people in it. And so that that's the kingdom of God. I mean, that's the prayer we're supposed to pray. Thy kingdom yeah. come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there is this kingdom, and there is a king, and he operates in a sovereign way over the realm of the kingdom. That includes constituents that accept and are subservient to that kingdom. So that's what the kingdom of God is in Scripture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's um, all good. And, and so that's what the whole Bible is about. So you get these different uh, viewpoints of the kingdom of God from different vantage points. In the Old Testament, it, you have the kingdom is referred to as it's a mystery. So it's a mystery and much like the parables. So people that Jesus talked to in parables, they, they they couldn't understand it because yeah. they couldn't they couldn't see the truth from it. Even though to us, some of them were very apparent, some of them not so much. But the Jesus used parables as a teaching point to pull people in, draw people in. Depending on how tuned in you were to them, you could make sense of them. But if you are just superficial and and you had no intention of getting any deeper than the surface level, you're not going to get that that truth, right? And so for people that were interested, they would be drawn into Jesus' teaching. For those that wanted to just discount him and reject him, they, they wouldn't get any farther than saying this man's you know, crazy. Yeah. I don't understand what he's talking about. So the mystery of the kingdom happens in the Old Testament because we see things like the tabernacle. It's the center of everything. Life is completely... Uh, built around the centrality of the children of Israel coming together, involving themselves in temple worship and what have you. And then the Old Testament, you see this culminating in Jesus, and that's where you get things like the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? The kingdom of God yeah. is reaching its fruition in Christ. It's always been there. It's kind of a mystery because people are trying to figure it out, see it. It's not real clear. But as you get to Jesus, you start. it's starting to make sense and the same thing happens through Jesus, through the church, and into the future. So the kingdom of God is a mystery. The kingdom of God uh, requires and demands something. You've got to respond to it. Yeah. 
So how you interact, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. So you've got a job, you've got a career, you've got relationships, you've got all these things, but your life is interconnected into that kingdom somehow. And in order for you to be a part of that, you got to accept the demand of the kingdom. You got to accept the king. You got to accept the good news. You got to accept the new birth experience. That is what brings you into the kingdom of God. And that's what changes your thinking to recognize, okay, I'm in the world and I'm operating in the world, but there's a higher calling on my life because I'm not living my life based on the kingdoms of this world, the political systems, the culture, and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I'm basing my life on a greater kingdom. So um, that's what the kingdom of God, in its simplistic form, it's a king. Jesus Christ is the king. And there is a kingdom, and that's the realm of his reign and his authority and his sovereignty. And there are constituents in it that would be people that accept that and incorporate themselves into it. And there's an action of the kingdom of God. How do we stay connected to the kingdom of God within the church? How do we stay connected to make sure that we're in in tune with God? Well, I think it's a mentality, right? If you accept the demands of the kingdom and you feel like I'm operating in the kingdom of God, not just the world. Okay, my priorities are going to change. My focus is going to change. My mentality is going to change. I'm not going to be as driven to fit into the kingdoms of the world, yeah. <laughs> right? Because I'm not of that kingdom, right? This is kind of a pull that that draws people constantly. I want to fit in. I want to be a part. I want to, yeah, but you're never going to fit in to that kingdom because that kingdom has a whole nother authority, it's got a whole nother king. Yep. It's got a so if I understand that I'm serving the king of the kingdom and that that is Christ, it changes my mentality and everything because I'm not trying to fit in. I'm not trying to achieve the success and accolades and adoration of, of people that are of the world. I'm I'm operating in the kingdom. So then everything in my life is centered around that. I mean, this is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be. So your first priority is the kingdom of God. So whatever I'm doing, it's to meet those requirements. Yeah. And and I think when you have that mentality, all of a sudden everything else kind of falls into place because now you realize, okay, my career, what is it for? It's to connect somehow to the kingdom of God. I'm not just operating independently. Somehow I got to figure out how this works into the kingdom. So, and then the church, how does the church, one of the other, other theologians that, um, that was very popular was um, Augustine, and Augustine felt like the kingdom of God was the church. Well, it's, it's even bigger than the church. And Augustine, for Augustine, it was the Catholic church, and the Catholic church was to, was to convert the whole world, and that would be the ushering in of the kingdom of God through the church. I mean, that's another, that's another take. The kingdom of God, the church yeah. is included in the kingdom, but the kingdom is not just the church. The kingdom is, is much everything. bigger than that. Well, I like what you said of everything that we do in life, always find how it connects into the kingdom of God. I, I, I try to live my life in a way of anything that happens, God meant it for a reason. And how do I find that reason to learn from it 
to grow and to get closer to God. Basically, you're saying, how does it loop back in? Has, how does it, exactly, <laughs> exactly. How does it right. loop back into the kingdom of God? How do I grow from this? How does it loop back into the yeah. kingdom of God? So, so my job, my occupation, my relationship, how does it loop back in? Yep. If I'm in a relationship and the person I'm in a relationship in does not have the same understanding that I have in my commitment to the kingdom of God, that's a problem because we're not on the same page. And so there, there has to be a, a connection there that that's going to loop back into, okay, if we're in a relationship and we're on the same page in the kingdom of God, that loops back into now, what are we going to do? Well, if we have a family, what are we going to do with our family? If we're going to have children, what are we, how are we going to, that loops back into, okay, Sunday school ministry, it all, it's all connected. Yeah. Um, as a couple, what are we doing in ministry? If we get involved in other ministries, how's that interconnected? Um, so everything loops back together, even, you know, church attendance. Why do we come to church? Well, we come to church because we're gaining stuff from the word, preaching, teaching, it's strengthening, strengthening us. So we go from there into our other fields and areas of life and that loops into that. So everything is all kind of organically, spiritually connected. Yeah. And that's what we want to touch on through this podcast. Right. Is to talk with people within the church, um, and as I mentioned, pastors, preachers, you know, evangelists, and understand that how does it all look back into the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. Um, so this is great. I'm excited. I'm excited for what we're going to bring. And I, I, this is the kingdom of God in itself could be a, a multi-series kind of um, yeah, you could. that we could Th- do. There's, there's tomes, books, <laughs> yeah. theologies. Yes. That are written on the kingdom, but I think in its in its its basic simplicity, and I'll, I'll kind of leave you with this. Um, one particular theologian's name was Eldon Ladd. He um, he spent a lot of time in this particular area, and he looks at the kingdom of God not being something that there is reference to the kingdom of God being in the future, but he had something that he called the now and not yet. So the kingdom of God is something in the future. Like it's the mystery of the kingdom. It's ever expanding. And at some point, it's going to be in its full completion. And that's going to be the rapture, uh, the redemption of all things, new heaven, new earth. Okay. And every, everything is wrapped up in that. Um, but like you, you find these little hints, like in John, John has a realized eschatology. And so he says things that, that's on the lips of Jesus, that is, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So, and even in the prayer, even in the Lord's prayer, when we pray, what should we pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there's something coming from heaven touching the earth. So the kingdom of God grabs what is out out here in its in its completion and it pulls it into the present to where you can experience things that are the kingdom of God now. So the kingdom of God is operating now, and it's also not yet. It's into the future. So when you start talking about that kind of stuff, those are that's you know that's that's big work yeah. that you're doing. And then if if you can help people connect the fabric, fabric organically into the soil of that, there's a there's a growth that happens. And things, and things maintain their balance or their stasis. So when you're talking about feedback loops and you're talking about 
organic chemistry or any other context like this, the reason why that's so popular in study is because in order for an environment to maintain its balance and stasis, these feedback loops all have to be working. Because if they're not, then they get out of balance. If you don't have any rain, you have no H2O, yeah. uh, the root systems, the foliage, the trees, not going to survive. And then everything else that's based on that, not going to survive. There's a whole various uh, depth of things that, that happen in that environment. So, so the feedback loops keep things in balance. And I think that's, that's what, what, what you're saying when you're talking about what's the vision, what's our approach, what do we want to see yeah. happen, is how do we help people maintain their balance, their stasis in a world that is, Paul said, the spirit of the Antichrist is in the world, mm -hmm. in a world that is in opposition and whose kingdoms are operating completely different than the kingdom of God. How do I maintain my balance, create stasis within my life to where I'm, com I'm committed to the kingdom, I'm doing the work of the kingdom, and, and, I, and, I have, and I'm adding value, not only to myself, but to my family, yeah. to people around me, and to my community. So there's a lot of depth there. Yeah. But I think that's one of the strong points of what the podcast is named because, man, you can do a lot of exploring. Yeah. Because the kingdom of God is, is, there's a lot there. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. And I like what you said, keeping the balance. How do we keep that yeah. balance? So, yeah, no, a lot of, of great stuff coming down the road. So, again, thank you so much for your support on this. And thank you for breaking down what our vision is for this podcast. And we hope to bring some great content. Yeah, right on. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs>